Welcome to the Ditch a Diet podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Williams, life and weight loss coach. And here on this podcast, we talk all about giving up the struggle with yo-yo dieting. We also talk about healing your relationship with food and your body so that you can finally tick weight loss off the to-do list for good. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Uh, This week, we're talking all about failure. And this is a topic that I really love to talk about because so many of us see failure as a terrible thing. And I really do think that the way we actually think about failure is truly our key to success. So I wanted to present to you and offer to you an idea today that failure could actually be your key to success. I end up coaching on this again and again and again. And it was only last week when I was speaking to a client who was struggling a bit in lockdown here in the UK. And she'd had some stuff going on in her life as well, which was worrying her. So she had this kind of combination of anxiety, maybe a bit of boredom from sitting at home in lockdown and then being really worried about some of the stuff that was going on in her life. So she found herself eating extra snacks. So she was emotionally eating. She was eating larger meal portions than before and her weight had fluctuated up. And because she has done so well, and I think she might be down two stone in a bit now, I can't remember exactly, but she's done really well over the last you know, few months. And then because of this period of time where she was feeling highly emotional and she was turning to food to feel better, she saw that her results had changed, that the numbers on the scales were changing. And then she made that mean that it was a failure, that it was not working. And so part of the coaching session was really talking about how none of this really was a problem in and of itself. You know, truly, actually, what the problem was, was her judgment of the situation that she had failed, you know, because her weight had fluctuated up from the five days of snacking and she was feeling frustrated and angry. She was telling herself things like, oh, I can't really lose weight for good and it always happens like this and it's good for a while and then I fall off the wagon. And this is such a common thought process for women who have a long history of dieting. And I can totally relate to this because I used to think like this as well. And I really had to reprogram this default thinking in my brain. It's like diet brain. You know, if you haven't um, kept on eating those foods that are going to help you to lose the weight or to start changing your, your kind of body size, um, you know, you then start thinking, well, it's not working. I'm failing. And well, look at all this evidence I've got. I can never do it anyway. You know, so you you end up feeling continually frustrated and angry, like you do well and then you fail, you do well and then you fail. And with these heightened emotions, you then have a tendency to overeat. If you've got a pattern of overeating to feel better, chances are this thought process will fuel yet more emotional eating. So in my client's case, what she had was that she was feeling anxious and bored and she was also you know really worried about what was going on you know with her family feeling a bit lonely as well you know being in lockdown and then on top of that she was piling frustration and anger at herself so it was this whole mix of all these different emotions and so of course her old pattern of emotional eating came back at that point but the thing is this was a very opportunity for her to unpack this and to actually see Why is it that she has those behaviors? And then how can she do something different in the future? 
So the thing is, I believe that failing badly keeps us yo-yo dieting because many of us beat ourselves up when we deem that we failed. You know, maybe it's just that you've had a biscuit in the afternoon. It might be something as small as that and you've promised yourself you wouldn't. Or maybe you didn't say no to a glass of wine that was offered to you. So for many women on the never-ending weight loss journey, these scenarios, even if it's just a biscuit or a glass of wine, can feel like a complete failure because we are expecting perfection. You know, it's this old diet brain where we expect that as long as we are perfect and we eat all the good foods, whatever those are, you know, we've made a judgment about some that are good and some that are bad. You know, if you don't do that, it's a complete failure. And yes, we do have a lot of evidence. If you've been a yo-yo dieter, there is a lot of evidence there. That's not to say that it can't be different in the future. And the beauty of it is when we unpack what actually happened, we can learn from it. So I used to be this way myself before I created a weight loss mindset, before I created a health and vitality mindset, I was really in a dieter's mindset. And so having a different mindset around failure has really helped me to keep off the 20 kilos I lost. So before I would used to, I would think to myself, I've done something wrong and then I'd end up sabotaging myself. I expected that there was a right way to lose weight and that was to find a diet and stick to it rigidly until you see the results and then figure out how to maintain it. But the thing is, for me personally, I rarely saw a diet right through to the stage where I lost all the weight. And so looking back now, I see when I beat myself up for supposedly falling off the wagon or eating those bad foods, as I labeled them at that point, I was failing badly. And this played a big part in this because then I'd feel angry and frustrated at myself and I'd give it all up. I think, well, I can't do it anyway. So we end up throwing out all of those good changes that we're learning and we go straight back into some of those old eating patterns, which is the very thing that we're trying to change. So I really believe this is one of the key factors that keeps many women stuck in that cycle of losing and regaining weight again and again. So failing badly could be considered as viewing incidents like eating something that, you know, we didn't intend to, drinking a glass of wine with crisps, maybe after a long day at work. If we start judging that this has ruined everything, that we've done it all wrong, it sets ourselves up for a really judgy mindset. We start blaming ourselves. We start judging ourselves. You know, it might be that you've been good all week and then you go and have a glass of wine and then you've told yourself, right, I failed again. And you're much more likely to go back into those old eating patterns because we feel defeated and we feel like, well, I'm never going to change this really. It's these old thought processes that have come from our yo-yo dieting mindset. But the other thing that we might do, so many people will go back to, well, I'll just give it all up and, you know, start eating all the stuff again. But then for other people, they'll start to correct and they'll start going into restriction and deprivation. And then it's this all or nothing pattern that keeps happening again and again, which creates that yo-yo diet mentality and the yo-yo diet results. You know, your mind is going from, you know, all or nothing things are good or they're bad. I'm either on or I'm off. I'm on plan, I'm off plan. I'm on the wagon or I'm off the wagon. And then we see the yo-yo diet results, the yo-yo diet um, weight results as well. So I believe that failing well is really your key to success because what if this incident really wasn't a failure at all? You know, what if we viewed this incident as a problem, not as a problem with our self-character, uh, our character or our self-discipline, 
and that we don't punish ourselves either by restricting or by going to old eating patterns again. Because if we do that, we're missing this beautiful lesson because there's always a reason why you overeat. And there may be many of these reasons to uncover on your journey. So when you're frustrated and pressured at work, it could be that, you know, this is a trigger to raiding the biscuit jar. If you're stressed with the kids and, you know, you're feeling unsupported and you're feeling like you've got too much to do, as you're making their food, it could be a trigger for you to snack on their food. When you're feeling exhausted and you're not getting enough sleep and there's an imbalance there, it might be that you're feeling hungrier than usual. So if you start going into judgment and blame mode, you're going to miss these beautiful lessons and you're going to miss seeing the patterns and the triggers that keep you going back to these behaviors. So all of these insights are like gold dust. They provide you with the very information you need to understand what's not working and why you're doing th these things in the first place. If you start beating yourself up, you miss all of this. And this is the key to success, understanding why it happens in the first place. And then getting curious and thinking, well, how could I change this in the future? So actually thinking ahead of time, like next time I'm stressed and I'm feeling unsupported and I'm really busy and I've got the kids who are driving me nuts and I'm making their lunch, how am I going to handle that? Because that situation could come up again in the future. And this is the key to success. So what we want to do is really cultivate compassion and curiosity, because the truth is our journey to end yo-yo dieting and to rebalance our body to its natural body size again will be up and down. I can guarantee you that there are going to be good days and bad days. But the difference between dieting mindset and a health and longevity mindset is that how you react when the going gets tough and things don't go planned is the difference. If you're reacting in a way that is all around curiosity and compassion, that is going to give you much more of a success, health and longevity mindset than the dieting mindset, which usually means that you're judging yourself, you're blaming yourself, you think everything's gone wrong, and you either go back to restricting and depriving, or you go to overeating again. So imagine instead of beating yourself up and judging yourself as weak and undisciplined, what if you asked yourself, why does this happen? This is how you can access the wisdom in these events and move on to create something different in the future. So by practicing asking yourself these questions, it will reveal this wisdom. And over time, what you'll want to do is to become more and more curious and understand what is triggering you. These triggers will allow you to identify them in advance in the future. So you've already made a plan and you're going to get better and better at handling these triggers over time. You're going to get better at deconstructing what emotions are coming into play at that very point and how is it that you want to react in that point. Do you want to grab the chocolate and have that temporary pleasure and feel better temporarily knowing that you're going to have the compound effect of feeling possibly guilty and judgment and blame for yourself on top of the emotions? Or do you want to sit down and figure out what happened here? How can I respond differently next time? So this is the offer I have for you today. This, I believe, is truly the key to success. So one of the things that I like to offer to my clients is that when this happens, and it does happen regularly, as I say, it's part of what I believe is we're detoxing the dieter's mindset. And so 
the solution really is just write it down and move on. You know, even if you don't have a journal and you can't sit down and find 15 minutes or whatever or 10 minutes, doesn't even take that long, to be honest, to, to go through this, even just get your app on your phone, like a notes app or something like that, and just write down your answers to these questions. So the first one you want to consider is what did you eat or drink? And what you want to do in this um, with this question is be completely honest with no adjectives, no descriptors, no sneaky words to beat yourself up. So let's just say the facts are I drank four glasses of wine, I had one packet of crisps, and then I ate one burger and a portion of chips. So that is fact. That's a statement of what the things that you actually ate. You want to take out descriptive words that really are judgmental. They're just adding on layers of shame or guilt. So it might be instead of writing down, well, I binged on all the chocolate and I ate way too much ice cream. You know, that's a judgment. Who's to say that was too much, right? And that could be part of a sneaky way that your inner critic is coming in and beating yourself, yourself up subtly for that event. So be really factual. Just write down the number of things you had. And then you want to consider, answer the question, what triggered this? What was going on at the time? So it might be an external thing, like I got a phone call um, from my manager and I was told that I have to do this thing and I've got 20 minutes to get it done. Maybe that triggered a load of stress and your first response was to go and grab a coffee and raid the biscuit jar and then figure out how the hell you're going to do this. You know, so that could be a trigger. Maybe your kids are driving you insane. Maybe you got a text message that really upset you. Maybe you're running a business and you had to do a Facebook Live and you were just thinking, oh my God, I can't do this. And you went and decided to eat something instead to feel better. So there can be all sorts of triggers that you can discover over time. Then you want to ask yourself, what was going on in your mind when this was triggered? So yes, there might be an external event, but what was your response internally to it? So the external event with some of the examples I just gave you was, well, maybe you want to do a Facebook Live. What was actually going on in your brain at that point? Is it, oh, my God, people are going to see me and judge me. Uh, I might get trolled. That's some of the stuff that comes up for me that I work through sometimes, <laughs> you know, when I go live online. So that kind of stuff can have you sometimes feeling quite uncomfortable in the moment. And it can be easier to go and get food. It can be easier to numb those emotions, to dampen them down with some pleasurable food in that moment. So you really want to understand what's going on in your mind at that moment. If the kids are driving you insane, so, you know, maybe they're, they're nagging a lot, maybe they're just not, you know, settling down and you need to get on and do other stuff. So the, the kids might be an external trigger, but what was going on in your mind at that moment? Maybe it's, I just need a break. Oh my God, give me a break. Something like that. So get really clear about what your internal reaction is to the external trigger and then consider what did you learn from this experience? What did you learn? Did you learn, um, for instance, that, you know, just the fact that when you feel stressed, that maybe you go and eat and you're starting to understand every time I feel stressed, this is like a red flag and my pattern is to overeat. So I want to be aware of that in the future. Or maybe you're learning that when you feel really uncomfortable doing something in your business and it puts you outside of your comfort zone, you know that it's easier for you to just take a break 
and go and avoid that and go and do something different instead, like raiding the biscuit jar. So then perhaps what you're going to do next time is when the kids are driving me mad and I know I'm feeling stressed, I need to check in with myself. Maybe I need to, to think about other strategies to cope at that time. Is there anyone else that can help? Is there anything I can do with them now that I'm thinking rationally in the moment, uh, not in the moment right now, is there anything I can do with them in the future to possibly create a different response? How can I manage that differently? You know, when I go online and I'm feeling uncomfortable because I'm about to go live, what will I do next time instead, instead of going raiding the biscuit jar? So also ask yourself, what will you do next time? Once you know the lesson, what will you do next time? And it might seem really simplistic, this exercise, but don't underestimate the power. Honestly, going back and just fueling this exercise, this evaluation with curiosity and compassion, like nothing's gone wrong here. We just want to understand it. We're not beating ourselves up. This is going to help you to get a deeper and deeper understanding of all the triggers in these areas of your life. And you'll start to master your intentional eating in all situations. And once you start mastering your intentional eating, things in your life start to open up because often how we eat is how we do everything. It's how we spend our money. You know, it's sometimes it's um, a substitute for having, you know, different relationships in our life, for being and feeling confident and getting out there and putting our business out there. You know, so sometimes it's hiding these things. So it really is the key for many of us to actually changing our life as well. So it's hugely powerful. You just want to rinse and repeat, get curious, write it down, move on, think about what you'll do differently last time. And we want to see progress, not perfection. So you might just go and repeat exactly the same thing. You might actually go out next week and do the same thing. I had four glasses of wine, one packet of crisps, a burger and a chips. But you know what? Maybe this time was different. Maybe this time I had a little bit of awareness around it. Maybe at that point it was like, hmm, I know I'm doing this, but I really feel like it. So I'm going to do it anyway. So your next write it down and move on in a very similar situation may just be that you've got a bit of space in there. You've got a bit of awareness, which is the key to change, because as soon as you start getting aware of what's going on, you're going to get better and better at changing it. So don't beat yourself up if things don't go perfectly after you've written it down and moved on. What we want to see is progress, not perfection, and just rinse and repeat. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Have you had any instances of falling off the wagon or, or how, how do you deal with failures? So you can um, find me on social media if you want to have a chat about this. Um, I've got a Facebook group. I would love to see you in there. We've got a community that's growing where it's all sorts of, of women who are looking at practicing giving up yo-yo dieting. And so you can find us on Facebook if you search for Life Beyond Dieting Community. I'd love to see you there and we can have a chat about this. All right. Have a lovely day and I will be back in a couple of weeks with another podcast. Bye for now. If you're ready to end yo-yo dieting for good and to heal your relationship with food and your body, why not come and join us on the free Facebook community, Life Beyond Dieting Community. This is a community for women who have experienced a long history of yo-yo dieting, a place where we can explore all sorts of issues like accepting our body just as it is and how we can actually create a new relationship with food and our body so that we can actually feel happy and content in our own skin finally.
So on this group, you'll also find there's a weekly segment from me where I'll be sharing a video on a particular topic to give you inspiration and tips to support you on this journey. So on Facebook, search for Life Beyond Dieting Community and come on over and join us. I look forward to seeing you there.